0: This is Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. I'm Shannon Powell. I'm Jessica Edinger.
1: I'm Berlin Court.
0: The highly anticipated Mueller hearings have wrapped. Now, I just want to start by recapping the highlights. So according to Mueller's testimony, the report did not exonerate Trump. It did not clear him of obstruction of justice, and he could be prosecuted for obstruction after leaving office. Furthermore... Russia interfered in our election to help Trump. The Russians made numerous contacts with the campaign and the campaign welcomed their help. No one reported these contacts or interference to the FBI and they lied to clear it up, to cover it up. To make matters worse, on the same day of Mueller's testimony, Senate Republicans blocked two election security bills as well as a cybersecurity measure designed to protect our elections. Hmm. This is not good and this is not good news. So now you two are here, we're gonna talk about the Mueller report because you've been following the Mueller report since it came out. So I wanna get a sense of why it's important to follow the Mueller report and how you've accessed it. So Jessica, tell me, how have you been following the Mueller report?
2: Um, I've been following it in different ways other than reading it because I felt like the 400 and whatever page 435 it's a lot it was just daunting and intimidating and I'm not a lawyer and I felt you know I wanted to know what was in it and I wanted to be a part of it and feel educated so um, I do a lot of reading and I listen to a lot of different types of um, you know media out there that that talk about it all the time I also Watched the play called The Investigation, which now, I loved.
0: That was the one with Annette Benning that they did in the city. Annette Bening.
2: Who else was in it? Uh, John Lithgow. Right. Um, I think Kira Sedgwick was in it. Uh-huh. A few other people. And it right. was really, really great. uh uh-huh. um, And I think they've made that into a podcast now that I also am going to try and listen to. Right. Um, there's also a podcast out called The Investigation. Um, and every week it goes through a different segment of the story, basically, that's laid out in the in the report. I also just recently bought the graphic novel that came out. And you have it here with you. I have it. I brought it's it too here. too bad we can't
0: see it. I know. <laughs> it's um, fun, isn't it? <laughs> it
2: is. It's really great, and it's by Barbara Slate, and it's available for purchase online if you want to Google it. Um, and... I just, you know, I really wanted to make sure that I stayed educated. I felt like that was the most important thing I could do as a public citizen because I feel like a lot of times when these large document-type you know, material come out. People are just like, oh, you know, that's just too much for me to deal with. I I can't even. I don't take have the it time. all in. I it, right, flashbacks I to understand. school. Uh, don't make yeah. me study. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I didn't want to let that feeling, you know, get overcome me, and I, so that I could stay on top of everything and be educated. And so I've just trying to kind of been really listening and reading as much as I can. I joined the Mueller book. Club online, which is a weekly um, webinar mm-hmm. uh, that you watch on Zoom, and you get to—they have different guests each week. Like they—they've had um, Senator, uh, not Senator, Representative Raskin uh-huh. on a couple of times. Who he's really, really been great. He works really closely with uh, Nadler.
0: I think they even had Gloria Steinman. at one. They point. did. Yeah. They had Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Really cool.
2: Um, and so it, They last night, they recapped the whole day, and they had Rob Reiner on, mm. and he really spoke for a long time. And, you know, I mean, he's really, he's a, become a really strong activist, and he was, you know, I enjoy listening to him. I agree with uh, what he says about it, and, you know, they've been, he's emerged as one of the big um, activists in that community.
0: Voices of the Resistance. What about you, Shelley? How have you accessed the Mueller report? Well, I was fortunate enough to have a
1: couple days off work not long after the report came out, so I actually read the entire thing. Wow. So, was it
0: hard to read? Was it a lot to digest all at once? or
1: Not as hard as I thought. I hadn't told anybody I was going to read it, so I think in some ways I didn't have much pressure to understand it. I didn't think I was going to get quizzed.
0: <laughs> <I could just laughs> it wasn't back. that school pressure of like, a, yeah.
1: Right. And once I started reading it, I was astounded at how accessible it was. Mm-hmm. The legalese, I feel like, comes more towards the end of the report when he's making justifications about Mm -hmm. what could be prosecuted and not how different elements of obstruction fit in or not. But before that, a lot of it is narrative and it's Uh telling a story. I was really surprised by that. Mm -hmm. And that's partly why I started making what I call the snippets. And what is that? Well, what I decided was that it seemed like a lot of political figures and even... People from all walks of life have opinions about the Mueller report, but haven't read it. The current FBI director hasn't read it. Which is crazy. Right. Because I would expect our politicians to all read it. Right. And I don't think they have.
2: That's (laughs) shocking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So so what I wanted to do was just get some snippets out there so that people, before they even realized it, they'd read a paragraph from the Mueller report Mm -hmm. by just making hard copies, not doing it online, uh-huh. because I wanted to kind of get out of that bubble, how we can kind of be in our own spheres. Right. I, because I ride the subway a lot. Uh-huh. I work in the city and I have to go from place to place during my work day. And I, I feel like I'm always getting bombarded by advertising. Right. Whether I want to or not, I'm going to read an ad about foot fungus or whatever it might be, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why not have it be something that my tax dollars paid for a report Although, actually, well, after they see some of Manafort's um, assets, assets yeah. that may have actually paid for the whole investigation. But That'd be anyways, nice. I, I digress. But, you know, I just wanted to make this accessible to everyone. And, uh-huh. and if you get a snippet here and a snippet there, then you start to become more aware of
0: it. So explain to me what a snippet is. You've actually made yes. graphics, right, that, like, homemade. And I think that's nice, too, because it doesn't seem produced, and I think Mm -hmm. if it seems like, if it doesn't seem overly produced, it seems more accessible, and so what I've found when I've handed out literature, if it's something I've made myself, people are more willing to take it than like, oh, here's a, you know, a really slick looking thing, so is is that one of the theories behind it too? I hadn't thought about that, but that's a very good point.
1: Because I just printed it off on my computer. Right. I, I had fun with word art. and. Oh, word fun, and great, right. <laughs> that's all I did. But I wanted to, and I put the citation too. Uh-huh. Just
0: so, so what's so a, what's can. an example of what's in one of your snippets? Can you read one? Oh, certainly. Get your folder. Okay, get my folder. <laughs> this me, is like a quiz, sure. actually. Sure <laughs> okay. actually. Okay. I'm going to quiz you yes. on your snippet. Well, so well,
1: you hand you these out to people? Well, I actually don't. I avoid you leave them. human yeah. interaction. I, I, uh. Oh. Because I'm on the subway so much, I'll I'll tape it to the bench. I'll tape it to the wall. I'll, you know, I left one at a coffee
0: shop or a couple of coffee shops oh, every wow. time. I Has anybody seen shop. you doing this and asked you about it or no?
1: They have not. That's interesting. But I'm also very sly because I don't <laughs> want them to. I don't want them to say, "Oh, you left your booklet on the train." I'm like, oh, right. It's for everybody. And then they're, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I just wanted it
0: to anonymously be there. I love it. Love it. It's so clever. All right, so read us a snippet.
1: Okay, well, one that I, I really like is, I've been leaving a lot, is our investigation found multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations, including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations. Yeah. And then the citation, also, the conclusion that Congress may apply the obstruction laws to the president's corrupt exercise of the powers of office accords with our constitutional system of checks and balances and the principle that no person is above the law.
0: No person is above the law. How do we get you to visit a red state and <laughs> do there? Well, well, actually, you, you have mean, a sister in Indiana, right? Yes, I grew So up up tell in me Indiana. about that, yeah.
1: I haven't lived there for a long time, uh-huh. but... She is very active in Indivisible. There's, she's actually, it's South Bend, Indiana. Oh, great. Oh, P-
0: yeah, P- yeah, P- yeah, so. yeah, yeah, right? Yes. Um, familiar with that?
1: Yes, and there is a huge Indivisible community there. That's great. There's always been a huge, I don't know what term to use, progressive element or something like that. Right, right. But I, I have a lot of opinions about how we can move forward with, um, And really not write-off red states. Right. Because, for one thing, there's not that big of a buffer. Even if you look at the 2016 presidential election, there weren't huge, huge margins in a lot of those states. They weren't that big. Mm -hmm. So there's a large portion of the population that is not okay with this president at all.
0: So is your sister reading the report, too? Did she read it as well? She read the whole thing as well. And so what was her takeaway?
1: a good question. We haven't had a chance to talk because she only finished it recently. Oh, gotcha. But we both were live vlogging when we were watching uh-huh. her hearings yesterday. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, which was fun. But uh, you, you know, she she's pretty savvy and active with the indivisible community. And as far as her take on the report, uh, I, you know, I think she was as shocked as I was at, you know, some how bad of the findings and how much contact and how. I mean, one of the things that blew me away. And actually, some of the snippets um, were that um, WikiLeaks was so active in pitting Bernie supporters against Hillary supporters uh-huh. and, and just really pushing that.
0: That disinformation. Yeah, like feeling yes. all that kind of, yeah, yeah. Yes, and I, I think another element,
1: one thing my sister and I did discuss is the fact that uh, Jeff Sessions, you know, Trump was trying to get Jeff Sessions to investigate Hillary and just how very disturbing that was. Right.
0: So... I think this is great because it shows that there are people who have read the whole report. There are people, it's not just those of us here in Westchester or the city, it's your sister in Indiana, it's my family in Tennessee. I mean, people are engaged in this. And the one big takeaway that I kind of want people to go away with is that, um, and this speaks to what you were saying, Jessica, it's a, it is accessible to people yes. in different ways. If you want to read the report, you can. If you want to ride the subway and say, "What's this piece of paper?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'll get a snippet. You can you can get the audio book. Yeah, you can you look can. at the play. Yeah, you can actually, follow it on Twitter. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't it doesn't have to be something that's intimidating. It's on Audible uh-huh. as a um,
2: an audio book, uh-huh. and it's free.
0: Right. So how has it informed your activism, like being educated about it? How has it made a difference? Clearly, it means you're running around and you're putting snippets (laughs) in the subway. But aside from that, how, how, because I think, too, um, it's important to kind of um, make people understand how it can inform uh, the activism that they do and, you know, what they feel like they need to do to make a difference. How has it
2: impacted you guys? Um, that's a good question. I think that if anything, it just makes me feel like dig my heels in deeper to what I've already been doing because I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm scared about our future. And I think that, you know, as Mueller said yesterday, the Russians are still working on these disinformation campaigns. and, you know, and the warfare that they're doing is um, impacting us, and it just doesn't seem like our systems are doing anything about it. So I really want to stay involved.
1: For me, it really made me realize that that we're as much a part of the political process as our leaders, mm-hmm. which I hadn't thought about before because there's so much information they have that we don't in closed-door hearings and that kind of thing. But then when something like this becomes public or even the testimony that happened yesterday becomes public and we get to see it, you can be a very informed citizen. And in some ways, it, it didn't make me want to become a politician, but, but I, I feel like right, right. I, I'm as smart as them. <laughs> you, you know, like we... Are smarter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I read it. So I, yeah, no, yeah. It's I, true. Right. right. But, um, you, you, you know, but it's like... Once you see this is the kind of information that they've had access to, and we can have just as much of an opinion about it and be very informed when mm-hmm. we call them and say, you know, if we're, we want there to be impeachment hearings and that kind of thing. We know what we're talking about.
0: We can motivate and activate and influence based on knowledge because we are informed about the report. The question is will we? I'm joined now on the phone by Justin Hendricks, who is the co-founder of the Mueller Book Club. Justin, thanks for talking to us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, explain to me, what is the Mueller Book Club, and how did the idea get started?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the name's slightly tongue-in-cheek, but the the idea was uh, to get a lot of people to read the Mueller Report. And uh, what we kind of discovered with it is that a lot of folks out there who maybe had the desire to read it but felt it was daunting and of course it's a 448 page document with a lot of legal language and a lot of uh material that's you know maybe not exactly uh you know <laughs> like reading a novel mm-hmm. um and so uh really the idea was if we if we kind of band together and we bring some experts around it who can kind of out, maybe it'll make it a little more accessible.
0: So how does it work? If I want to be a member of the book club, how does it work? Where do I find it? How do I get started?
3: That's super easy. You just go to mullerbookclub.com, uh, put your email address in there, and you hear about the activities of the book club. Um, and, you know, over when we started in May, um, it was really the idea was we were going to do just a handful of uh, meetings and a couple of, you know, webinars and and hopefully see where it would go, and at first it was small. You know, we had a a few hundred people that signed up, and uh, we thought, well, you know, this will be nice, Um, but today we've got, you know, over 20,000 people who have uh, participated, um, signed up to the book club. Um, Nearly 2 million people have viewed one of the live streams on Facebook, Wow! and uh, really just have participated in the webinars. Uh, so it's been great. The other thing that's happened, which is, you know, a bit serendipitous, I can't take credit for a lot of it, is that there have been a lot of live events that, that people have produced, either at cultural uh, organizations or, you know, in community centers. Um, a lot of the Malibu Book Club individuals members have gone and started real book clubs in their communities or in their indivisible groups. Right. Um, and that's just been great
0: so now that Mueller has testified and the report's been out a couple a couple of months, why is it still important that people read the report?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, even after Mueller's testimony yesterday, I mean, I I think a lot of people thought, well, when Mueller testifies, you know, he'll give us the clip notes version and it'll be it'll be simple and and that, that you know maybe if I just watch that, that's enough. Um, but I don't, you I know, mean, let's, let's be frank, that's not what we. his responses. Uh, in some cases, I think, uh, you know, individuals could be uh, confused about the import of certain um, aspects of the congressional questioning that went on. And, you know, I think the you know, the truth is that if you read the underlying material, if you read the source document, which he told you to do over and over and over yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I refer to the report, you know, I defer to the report. I... Um, you know, the language of the report is is definitive, you know, that's what you got to do to really understand this.
0: Right. So the report is still super relevant if you want to understand exactly what happened.
3: Absolutely. I mean, as a historical document, you know, it's an important one and it's something that I think all Americans should look at.
0: Now I want to just back up a little bit. I first met you at our um, disinformation forum that we held talking about election interference and looking at, you know, the Russian uh, the Russian role in the interference and kind of what's ahead of us here for 2020. That came up yesterday. Mueller basically said, "Look, the Russians are coming after us now. They're at it. Full alert. This is something that we had talked to at our disinformation forum. But again, the red flag has been raised one more time. So I just want to go over with you, since you're an expert in in this area as well, you wear many hats, Justin, what should people be doing? I mean, especially in light of this, again, this new message that yes, it's happening now, it's going to continue to happen. What do people need to do? How can they fight this? How can they become engaged?
3: something which is, you know, just published this afternoon, uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee has put out a 67-page report uh, on its findings on Russian interference in the 2016 election, um, which includes, you know, again, a sort of summary of evidence a- around the, uh, the actual campaign and the attack, um, and then also includes a, a range of recommendations on on things that should be done and you know i think i think the main thing is that we have to um demand certainly greater election security um so you know that means securing our vote securing our ballot uh, and making sure that our election systems are so you, you, what is it uh, eight or nine thousand election jurisdictions in the United States right um, it, it's an enormous system and and we've got to you know one by one we've got to make sure they're secure um, and that's going to mean changing some rules and changing some laws it's going to be uh, making sure that uh, that the election system is properly funded in, in every jurisdiction and locality um, and then we've got a plan. That's a big piece of it. And then the other big piece of it, I think, is addressing this problem of uh, disinformation social media platforms, and that is more complex. Um, That is harder to advocate around because it's a a series of issues, um, a network of issues, some of which are outside of uh, the bounds of what individuals, uh, citizens can address, but you know, I think there are some good ideas out there, um, and, and folks in, um, in Congress have put forward some, some fixes. Simple things like the Honest Ads Act, you know, which is just a transparency measure, which was meant to uh, try to get folks to be transparent about um, political advertising on social media. We haven't been able to pass that. You know, mm-hmm. It's a very simple measure with you know, generally bipartisan support. Uh, for whatever reason we haven't been able to pass that, so that's something that people could advocate that their congressional leaders take a look
0: at. And one of the things that we have advocated um, here as indivisible Westchester is to make the state laws regarding election security uh you know more secure, and um, also to look take a look at which voting machines are certified by the state to make sure that there's, you know, a paper ballot, that you have paper ballots that can be hand counted. So that's also something that, for as frustrating as it can be in Washington, where nothing seems to get by these uh, Senate Republicans, in a state like New York, at least, there are efforts that we have been able to take. And um, so what would be your advice in regards to being hyper local?
3: Yeah, I mean, you all are absolutely, um, you know, doing the work. And I know that you're probably involved in this initiative, but um, SecureOurVote.us right. um, is uh, you know, a website that has a lot of information about the initiatives around uh, election security, uh, where you can find out, you know, um, about these, these initiatives and about you know what needs to be done. Um, so I just recommend everybody go there and take a look.
0: So, any other advice that you have? moving forward find a book club read the report talk to your friends <laughs> don't give up well,
3: you know i mean uh, um so we're, we're kind of faced with what to do now right um right and i guess i guess uh you know i don't know where um indivisible westchester is on uh the question of impeachment right um but some groups will begin to advocate um very heavily for impeachment over the of the recess here. Uh-huh. I think you'll see a lot of effort at putting, um, pressure on representatives, uh, to favor an impeachment inquiry. Um, but let's put that aside for the moment because, you know, certainly the, the, party's not aligned on that course necessarily. Right. Um, if, if you're not for that, there's still a lot to do and, you know, they're going to be, um, a set of town halls in the week of August 19th, um, pushing for, uh, you know, Congress to clean up corruption, uh, to address some of these uh, anti-democratic you know, democratic, um, problems that we're, we're facing at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, there are going to be, you know, a lot of uh, efforts uh, over the course of the next couple of months to um, pr- get the, you know, Congress to, to address these issues when they're back from recess. Um, and, you know, we're going to see more information frankly about the russia investigation it's not over it's um, not over we know that the house judiciary committee and, and others are gonna you know they're gonna launch some lawsuits um, they're going to seek the underlying materials from the Mueller report um they are going to uh, probably bring in more witnesses uh, including potentially Mueller's deputies and others um and the roger stone trial right sure fall. so and there's you know, the one
0: counterintelligence investigation continues yeah, so
3: one, once that gets going you know who knows where that that leads certainly it will give us more information about one of the topics of discussion yesterday which is you know what happened with wikileaks and right. that was one element that muller clearly pointed to and said you know look this was troublesome this was this is this is not good so,
0: so basically what you're saying is it's not the end of this, don't look at it as the end of the story, it's not the end of the story, it's that the plot thickens.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, listen, I, I do think to some extent we have to kind of um, recognize that in the broader conversation, um, uh, definitely a page has been turned. Um, but I think that's to some extent a good thing, like there's a... There, yeah, you, know, you could say that there's been a little bit um, too much uh, hope um, put into into Mueller's ability to kind of single-handedly change the the, the dynamic, change the conversation. Right. Um, maybe, maybe a little too much faith put in him as an individual.
0: Too high um, an expectation.
3: Yeah, and that's behind us now. Right. So, and and it, it, what has always been true is now clear, which is that it's up to us.
0: Exactly. Well, I think that's a great way to end end our discussion. And thank you, Justin, for all that you've done to help preserve democracy and and get us all moving forward.
3: thank you very much.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the presidential election, what's up with 2020. The next round, the second round of presidential debates are coming up. What are you both looking for?
2: Um, I think that you know, when I really stop and think about it, I think the most important thing is that the Democrats appear unified and strong and regardless of what their issues that they, you know, their pet issues or, you know, whatever they say that they say it with strength and not in an attacking way of each other. I don't really want to watch... um, you know, a bully emerge and argue with somebody else or attack another candidate. I really think this is an opportunity for the Democrats to show unification, to show strength and support, and even at times say, you know, whoever is the candidate, we will come behind that person and support them. We all have to do that. So no sparring for you. What about you, Shelley?
0: I'm looking for a true public servant who is not beholden to large donors. what we're feeling good about. What's our thumbs up right now? Shelly. Well, watching the
1: Mueller testimony yesterday, it was refreshing to me to hear someone who spoke
0: thoughtfully mm. and truthfully. Cut through the noise. What yes. about you, Jessica?
2: Uh, what did I feel? I felt good about watching the protests in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that I, was big. I really love to see, you know, action come from large numbers of people coming together. It can make a difference. Making a difference, yeah.
0: So what are we kind of bummed out about? What's the thumbs down?
1: It was really disappointing to see the Senate vote against election security. How do you do that?
0: Right, especially when you know that the Russians are here. And who knows who, how, who else is there? I mean, election security is going to be one of the number one issues or should be one of the number one issues of the
2: 2020 campaign. Absolutely. I hope that costs McConnell his seat. been indivisible westchester
0: the podcast find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org on twitter facebook and instagram but most importantly keep resisting